I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today, we watched the 1987 film The Chipmunk Adventure, starring Alvin and the Chipmunks and Brittany and the Chipettes. You know, the real characters that exist. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a film based on the Saturday morning cartoon series Alvin and the Chipmunks from 1983, not to be confused with The Alvin Show, which is the original series from 1961. Okay. Don't, don't confuse them. <laughs> okay. Or, or like, Alvin and the Chipmunks, which is like a 2010s CGI abomination that I don't want to think about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who would like to give a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis? All right, I'll try. All right. Dave is uh, going on a work trip to Europe and leaves the boys with their babysitter, Miss Miller. After Dave leaves, the uh, chipmunks and chipettes are uh, at a diner or something playing uh, like an arcade game. And also at that diner is uh klaus and claudia who are lamenting about all these diamonds they have to sell and they can't get anybody to do it because jamal is uh is getting their shipments and how can they uh deliver these diamonds without getting caught and they overhear uh alvin and Brittany uh arguing over who'd actually be able to to win a race around the world, which is what the video game they're playing is, like, around the world in 30 days or something. And Claudia gets the idea to have the kids deliver the diamonds. And so, apparently, very quickly, uh, they're able to uh, get the logistics of this hot air balloon scheme where they give the kids uh, dolls uh, filled with diamonds. So the kids don't know that they're filled with diamonds. They swap Dolls at different locations for dolls filled with cash and with the goal to bring it back to Klaus and Claudia. Whoever wins gets $100,000. And so uh, that's the plan. Uh, the uh, the Chipettes don't seem to have to convince anybody to let them go. We've seen, we don't see where they live or who's taking care of them or anything. But Alvin has to... Uh, trick Miss Miller into letting them go and they succeed. So yeah, they travel to different locations. They're, they have separate paths and Jamal learns of the plan and so he sends out some guys to try to get the dolls, uh, but they are foiled at every step. At some point, the girls take a, a detour and that makes Claudia think that the kids caught on to them and and so there's a bit of like tables turning there and i think that's pretty much what we'll stop at and um we'll talk about the rest in spoilers also just important minor note uh the dolls look like the chipettes and then the chipmunks yes just for some reason claudia and and klaus had a bunch of dolls that look like the people they just now decided to send off on this trip. It's a little inexplicable, but it's fun. I mean, uh, fully, it's like they're rich, right? Right. Like, let's, I have enough money to get It's just, the, it's balloons. just the, the commission time on that was very quick. Uh, they can pay for, like, uh, expediting the order. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, but, but yes, you have a doll. Each team has dolls that look like them with diamonds. And whenever they go to the place, they get a doll... I th- that's supposed to look like the other team filled with cash. Yeah, there's a there's a montage that some of the animation seems to forget that, but that's the idea. Yeah. What did we think of this movie? <laughs> we just turned to mom because I, I Valerie and I, I I think are on a similar wavelength with how we feel about it. Yes. And we're fairly certain mom's on a different <laughs> wavelength. So we're just eager to see. It wasn't like the worst torture I've I've been through. 
<laughs> and I didn't have to listen to Dave go, Alvin, a hundred times. That Just that, twice, I think. I yeah. know. So that that was a very pleasant surprise because that was part of what I was I was grinned and, and anchoring myself to, to, to survive. Um, and then some of the songs were cuter than I thought. You know, so it wasn't pure torture, is what? all I'm going to say. With yeah. it, before, you know, we ha- well, opinion sometimes changes. We discuss things. But at this moment, do you think you would recommend this film? No, no, I'm not going to recommend it. But it's but it's not the worst film I've seen or the worst time I've seen. High bar, <laughs> not the worst film I've seen. Yeah, there was. You can take that quote, put it on the box. That's from <laughs> that's from mom over here. What, what were you expecting and what did what was there from what you were expecting? It was okay. I there was more plot and action than I remembered, and that made it more bearable. Because as a whole, I, I cannot. I mean, out of all the things y'all watch, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh my gosh, was <laughs> usually just just having to hear them sing and screech and talk and and Alvin. I mean, just I, that's all I that's all I imagined. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like not about it. <laughs> Babe, what'd you think of this movie? Yeah, so I remember this fondly. Same. Um I don't remember the means, like how I watched it, like if it was on TV versus I had a video. I feel like I rented it a lot. I don't know that we owned it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably couldn't have convinced me. To I probably, that. probably not. But I could convince you to rent it again yes. and again. Um, I might have been on TV. Is my is my guess? But yes, I remember it fondly. I remember loving the outfits. I remember uh, the outfits for who? Uh, the Chipettes, obviously. I just, for our audience, sure. Yes, the Chipettes have uh good outfits. Yeah, so I remember liking it. I remember thinking on it, like, oh, there's some questionable stuff. Yes, there's some questionable stuff that we will talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Would I recommend it? It's tough. Like, I want to say I recommend some of the songs, but they're so anchored to the film that I don't know if I can. Mm, I don't know. I think that's tough. I can't say. Like, there's there's too much that did not age well. That I don't think I can recommend that currently. Uh, yeah, I ha- also have very fond memories of it. I did have a good time watching it just now, despite it all. Um, I don't recommend it to children. I don't recommend it to impressionable minds because of some of this just stereotypes and stuff that's in here. But, like, if you want to see some some 80s animation that isn't Disney or even Don Bluth, um, I, I think it's I think it's fine as long as you go into it realizing that it has just stereotypes and stuff that, frankly, were already pretty aged by 1987 and have just gotten worse with time. Um, but there's definitely a lot to like in it, and the animation is often very nice. Yeah. I think I think it's worth watching for some people, especially just people that are into animation, but just go into it knowing ahead of time that there's some kind of ick stuff. Let's get specific. By which I mean a fun fact, after the success of his animated cartoon series on NBC, Ross Bagd- Bagdasarian Jr. began developing a concept for a full-length feature film. Bagdasarian and his wife Janice Carmen decided to finance the film themselves, having generated so much revenue from the TV series. Dang. It's worth noting that Janice Carmen is also the director of this film, and uh, also briefly leaping into voice acting, Alvin Simon and David are all voiced by Ross Bagdasarian Jr. And Theodore, Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor, all voiced by Janice Carmen. Yeah, they're like, we don't have to pay people if we do it, right? Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) when you pitch up the voices, you could have multiple people voice them. I mean, the girls and Theodore basically do all sound exactly the same. Like, there's really not a lot to distinguish how their voices are portrayed at all. And you know, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I think... That's definitely one thing that it like I can if people complain about like you can't even tell the difference. Not for not yeah. from their voices. Certainly. Can't really argue even in singing like 
No, well, I mean, that's part of their voices, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like... They sound even more similar when they're singing, because, like, Simon sounds kind of different when talking, but he sounds exactly the same as everyone else when he's singing. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, when they're singing, they have to sound like the chipmunks slash chipettes, like, that sold, sold all those albums and stuff, you know? Like, they gotta sound like that. Yeah. Yeah, let's talk some about the story and characters. I can't believe that sells some out. I mean, it really, like, people buy... Yeah. That... The original Chipmunks was a big deal because of the music. Wow. I think the music came before the show. Like, I, yeah, I'm, I don't have that in front of me, but I am 99.9% certain that the music came first. And, like, they probably still had, like, images and stuff to sell on a concept of the Chipmunks or whatever. But, like, yeah, that's what made them popular. I literally cannot fathom there ever <laughs> being a point in my life, at any age of my life, where I'm like, I'm going to spend money and I want to hear these songs. Because some of the songs are catchy and, the, and, and, the, and I just mean the, the music, but... Not the voices or the chipmunk sounds, per se. I mean, some of them are more tolerable well, than Well, Mom, in the late 50s <laughs> slash early 60s, people were all know, about it. They were like, oh, hyper sped okay. up vocals? Yes, please. <laughs> so. Okay. Okay, more power to them. <laughs> <laughs> but not talking about the history of the chipmunks. Yeah, what do we think of the story and characters in this movie? I, I think it's really interesting that they financed this themselves. Uh, and directed it. Uh, Story-wise, it's a bit contrived for these, oh, like, yeah. there's so many moving parts, but... And I, most of them are very contrived. <laughs> but I was so willing to be, like, to to go along for it, like, go along on the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what was the movie that we we saw recently with, um that you had remembered from childhood, and, and they were, basically, they all... Died, but then yeah, their spirits were like being mother. Uh, the, Spoil- the mo- spoilers for for oh, m- for mother slash eyes of Mars <laughs> or whatever. Oops, it's fine. Uh, sorry. Well, anyway, I was just gonna say, you know how people we in that we said were conveniently showed up where they needed to be. Yeah, there was a whole lot of that in this movie, and again, you know, it's these are the kind of things that get on my nerves, or like you know, as you know. As something is happening, then you conveniently see this person is where they're supposed to be. And I won't, I I guess I can't jump and give away spoilers, but spoilers that especially happen too. It's amazing that every, you know, different moving parts all went to the same pinpoint. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, uh, so interesting, but the... Look, if you're you're a person (laughs) who wants like an airtight plot... (laughs) Where this like where like characters and things like happen in like a, a realistic make sense way. This ain't for you. <laughs> if you want to see some stupid little chipmunk children go around the world and get into shenanigans and sing some songs, mostly popular songs in a high squeaky voice, then this is for you. <laughs> it's all about audience expectation. You have to go into it knowing it's silly. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I also, if it wasn't so caricatured and stereotyped, I like the idea of going around the world. Like, that's a mm-hmm. lot of opportunity for cool stuff. And they, It's and, just really dangerous for white people to write that story. Yes. <laughs> like, in some, going to Antarctica, like, talking to, not talking to animals, they didn't talk, but, like, being there, more of that could have been fun and to stay away from the racial stereotypes that they instead fall into right for the with, most part with more than one location yeah 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 and i guess it's in some spots they seemed the the location seemed empty of people and then suddenly filled with people and and you, once it's filled with people that's where it has a lot of opportunity to go bad yeah yeah and i, I think it's like they need to save money where they can. So it's like when this isn't a big crowd scene with a whole bunch of people doing stuff, we need to be like, yeah, there's like no one here because we need to not have to draw a bunch of people and spend that animation money. Um, I think some of the uh, dialogue and stuff is is fun in here, though. Like I, I like at the beginning of the movie where Alvin's trying to convince Dave and he's <laughs> like, you see, I don't even know where the Louvre is when yeah. he says that it's in Rome or whatever. Uh 
And uh, I like later involving the penguin when Brittany like opens the the icebox or whatever and sees the penguin. She's like, a penguin? You were going to eat a penguin? Like she doesn't go to, oh, you brought a penguin instead of food. She's like, the penguin's food? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just silly. Yeah, I think they're all strongly characterized to me because I'm familiar with them. I don't know. Did you feel their characters pretty... Yes, I think precisely so. or I think accurately. So, yes. I think I think the thing is just other than that, the girls, like the the well, one girl, there was one girl. Well, I guess she was kind of like the equivalent of Theodore, maybe. Yeah, the thing is that the chi- the chipmunks and the chipettes are basically just the same. Like, there's not really much that distinguishes Brittany and Alvin. Yeah, I think Brittany <laughs> or, and Alvin are one to one. Yeah, I think uh, Simon and uh, Jeanette are like both smart. But whereas Simon gets um, grumpy, <laughs> yes, exasperated and goes along with it. Jeanette gets more demure and goes along with it. Yeah, like she yeah. doesn't get as grumpy as he does. And then Theodore and uh, Eleanor. Eleanor are both fat. Yes. Um, but Theodore definitely got the brunt of the jokes about yes. that. But they're both there, and we'll definitely be talking about it. Yeah, Theodore always wants food, according to this. And then... Eleanor, and then I guess their other character trait is that they're, like, the sweet ones. Yes, caring. As yeah. Be- yeah, Eleanor gets to show that really well here. Yes, yes. Agreed. Um, and then Dave is... I, I love, love that they call him David. <laughs> I just love it. It's so funny. He's their dad. But but they will just... never call him dad or father or anything. And I think my favorite is Simon calling him David because that always feels like more on the same level. Yeah, versus, yeah, yeah. Uh, David. <laughs> yeah. Versus uh, Alvin calling him David. And it's like, I don't know, just a, he wants to, he assumes he's on that same level. And yeah, he's yeah. Not. Yeah, I yeah. Know. I just always find that amusing. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, what do we think of Klaus and Claudia? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we'll we'll talk about animation, but in terms of just their characters, characterization, I enjoy that Claudia is very over the top. I mean, come on, Klaus and Sophie's and, oh my rivalry? God. That's really That's funny. That's funny. That is Cl- funny. Especially Klaus just laughing as Sophie gets wet is so funny and pathetic of him. He's just like, <laughs> like he's, it's such a stupid laugh. Uh, just that, the whole Klaus versus Sophie scene is legitimately that was great. so funny. That was, it is maybe that the funniest moment in yes. the film. Yeah. It's so, because it's just this grown man. Who has just decided to have a rivalry with a a puppy. Like, leave the dog alone. But he just takes such spiteful glee in it. And then he gets his his whole life wrecked doing that. It's so funny. Like, this is... I I think this... That's not the first scene. I think one of the early scenes is Sophie is a dog trying to uh, get... Klaus to play like a tug of war with her and he's not paying attention. So when Claudia's like, just play with her, he starts to pull on it, not looking. And then when it rips. he, yes, the, the thing, the sock rips, he's like, ha I won. And he's like, wait, this is like a really expensive sock. And it's like, my guy, if you it's, look, you've right. seen. Yeah. yeah. It's, I would like legit i would watch a cartoon short just about his rivalry with rivalry with her it's so funny like just this pathetic pathetic man just picking a fight with a little dog and losing it's hilarious to me yeah and all because he thinks she's spoiled which what are you my all, dude, like you know yeah you you and claudia are just yes. obscenely rich and just awful <laughs> yeah I, um, by the way, as far as, like, plot, I also enjoyed, well, the hot air balloons. I mean, the thought of kids really being able, those are so hard to control and how they can just speed up Yeah, you kind of just have to but, go with but that. Again, but, you know, as far as, you know, cartoons go, yeah, it was it was fun having the hot air balloons, their, their mode of travel. But I also, I also enjoyed the thought of the, of their task, of their dropping off these dolls and picking up dolls, because I could, you know, that... That made sense as far as, you know, why you would think, okay. Uh, And especially the reason that Claudia gave is like to verify that you've been to where 
around this the, the world mm-hmm. to prove that you've actually been to that location. You know, made made perfect sense. So yeah, I that I enjoy. There's a, yeah, there's at least some rhyme and reason yes. here. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, yeah, what do you guys think about the the world traveling aspect and I guess kind of maybe the pace of things and and such. Uh, I think a little bit was unclear about how far they actually got. I, there was a little bit of a montage of them going and last last it felt last they explained to me they got about halfway. Like I didn't think they actually finished. I think we could have used like more of a map just showing where yeah, they are. because even yeah. though they had like stereotype, whatever, my brain still was not really even computing where it's like, they where were. Where would that when, be? Yeah, yeah, like where they. Yeah, were, I think just like a map, just went. like showing a line. Yeah, yeah, that would which they, like, they literally had in the video game part when they're just playing an arcade cabinet. So the idea of that is there. I think they just should have had that. Yeah, mm-hmm. pulled that through, and that could have been nice, especially like. The dotted, different colored dotted lines as they go around. Yeah, yeah that would have yeah. been. And they could have even, like, the first place that they went to, uh, the Chipettes, Jeanette asked Simon, what do you suggest? And he was like, well, I wouldn't go east. There's a hurricane, I heard. And uh, Brittany was like, uh, he's obviously lying. And they hit a hurricane. And we see the effects of that, but, it, like, with the map, you could have shown... The dotted line. Because legit, I have no idea. Clouds. Where were they even? Yeah. <laughs> they mentioned the location. I guess, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that would have been fun to see a dotted line hit a cloud and then spiral and go yeah. somewhere. Like, yeah. yeah, that that might have been a a more smooth transition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, for, for reasons that I'll talk about in the animation section, um... This there were there were a lot of major cuts made to this movie, um, and and including whole places that they didn't go. One of the deleted scenes uh, apparently had the chipmunks going to Russia. So there's just there's definitely places that they intended to take them that we never ended up getting to see. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I I think it would have been nice, but it didn't. It didn't feel like something was missing. I think. Yeah, it felt like they went to the places they needed to have the plot happen uh, yeah so i i mean in that sense they i think they did a pretty good job of of covering for that agreed what do we think of the voice actors yeah i mean like you said uh as chip chipmunks and chipettes the voices don't differ a ton i think their line deliveries are good though like I, they I have lots so of attitude and stuff yeah uh Brittany and alvin fighting uh alvin pleading with david yeah yeah like it wasn't like stiff or anything like that. Um, and as you may have, as you guys noticed in the credits, we have uh, our good friend Frank Welker in yes, here. Yes, yes. Uh, voicing Sophie. Oh, okay. And Jamal. Wait. No, no, I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The, the little penguin. Baby penguin. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. There's a, there's also additional voices, but there's one more that is. How's it hold up? Huh? Is it under How's It Hold Up? <laughs> Maybe. Uh-huh. Who do you think it is, then? Is it that whole town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. I mean, it's at least the native chief, but probably the rest of them. They all sound the same. Yeah. Um, Jamal, uh, who I, I have... <laughs> I have his name in the voice actor, like, switched in the wrong spots, but is voiced by Ken Samson, uh, who was Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, uh, so cool. The the 80s and onward version. Oh, so, okay, okay. okay. So not the original Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, but um, Find Her Keeper is, is, is Ken Samson oh, stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the Arabian Prince is voiced by Nancy Cartwright, who's Bart, oh. S- Bart Simpson. Okay. Oh, okay. And you can you can hear it. It's yeah. It's clearly Nancy Cartwright if you know her voice at all. Yeah, that was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, it was. We'll talk about that character more in a different section. Um, who did uh, Klaus and uh, what were their names? Claudia. Claudia and Klaus. Claudia is Susan Tyrell, and Klaus is Anthony De Longus. Well, they they had they had good creepy voices, <laughs> you know. But yeah, they they sound they, they suitably like insufferable. Yeah, yes. they 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 sounded they were a good fit with their character design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I her outfits were good. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, she has the money for them, huh? Yes, like her bathing suit. 
Uh, yeah, I, they always had her looking good. Anything else with story characters? Let's talk about animation. The box office failure of Disney's The Black Cauldron in 1985, yes, it goes back to that, has uh, led to the layoff of a number of Walt Disney producer Productions animators, such as Glenn Keane, Dan Haskett, and Dave Preeksma whom Bagdasarian promptly hired to work on the film. While much of the work was done in New York, most of the animation was done in Los Angeles. The ink and paint, however, were done over in Korea. Their decision to work with several overseas studios led to major production delays. Uh, So by late 1986, production had fallen far behind schedule. A shortage of time and money resulted in major cuts being made. So so yeah, they're, they they made some decisions that made them kind of have to rush to get it out on time. I don't think it shows too badly. Um, there's definitely some stuff that we can talk about. Um, but I, I think they definitely, having Glenn Keane and Dan Haskett, like having Disney animators on their staff, like definitely, it looks sometimes better than Don Bluth's stuff even looks. Yeah. Um, it varies certainly, and they have their uh, Don Bluth has a very distinctive style um, that that perhaps uh, gives him some a bit a bit of a benefit. But like, yeah, they're definitely it's more on par at least with like Don Bluth stuff than it is other productions that that are not Disney. You know, yeah, I I think generally it looks pretty good. Yeah, like their expressions are engaging and. Their performances, like, they may rely on the same sorts of movement sometimes, but it's always full of, like, energy and attitude. Yeah, I just, I love the character animation on the chipmunks. They just so often look and move so fun. They can be so squishy um, and just... Yeah, the the song, the rock and roll song yeah, with the animation some greats, on them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really love Theodore's face animation when he said that he feels funny tricking Miss Miller. Uh, just like, there's there's a lot of good... Oh, the chipettes with floofed hair. Mwah to whoever <laughs> designed their, their hair there. It just looks so <laughs> fluffy. It's so good. Yes. Was- uh, or even little things like... Uh, uh, it's when uh, Brittany and, and Alvin were kind of uh, talking back and forth and, and Brittany falls back at one point and I think Eleanor's like helping her up, but she kind of like soft slaps her away. Uh, just Yeah, it's really cute animation. Yeah, full of character. Definitely. Um... The human characters, on the other hand, they have a lot of facial detail, like way more than the chipmunks and chipettes, and I don't know that they need as much as they have. No, I didn't. I was not a fan. I was not a fan of the human designs for the most part. Some were they just all have a lot of others. lines on their face. Yeah. You know? yeah, Dave looked real rough in the beginning. Yeah, but I think that worked in terms of like being frazzled to get ready for his trip yeah and i didn't always look that way like through the rest of the film yeah he looked a little inconsistent i think throughout the film um miss miller i think is aided a little bit by the fact that she's so cartoony in general yeah um she's probably the the least off-putting of the human characters and then yeah klaus and claudia Claudia. (laughs) and i think claudia i would say second to dave to me, had the most variation, especially in her face, and when it would would, it would be more up close inconsistency that that bothered me. I mean, not anyway. It, it just yeah, I just don't think her character design um, stayed consistent when she was she was doing all of her facial expressions. Yeah, they were very like lippy and teeth and gummy. Oh yeah, definitely. Klaus and Claudia specifically. Yes, yes. And there were some like uh, pursuers. The interesting, like, design uh, choices or whatever. The uh, gold tooth on the one guy being really... Uh, like, just every time he's on screen, he's baring his teeth and his gold tooth is glinting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they had the guy with the one earring. And I think that was smart in terms of, like, you pointed out, showing who, who it is. Like, the gold teeth guy. You can't get him confused with anybody. He's got this gold tooth that he's showing all the time. Yeah, yeah. and Which is helpful because then there's a guy that Claudia sends after them towards the end, and he looks a lot like that guy, but he doesn't have the gold tooth, so you know he's different. Right. An earring guy, I expected his to kind of glint the same, but I they didn't feel the need to do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sorry, I gotta say, though, 
with all the bad guys, every time you saw them, they were just having this horrific, just angry face, gritting teeth look, which was... <laughs> Just, yeah, they looked really mean and grumpy yeah, all the time. All the time. All the time. Just like, oh, gotta get them. They, they weren't trying to blend in with the crowd because they, it's like, okay, guys. They, ha- they really have a Scooby-Doo villain energy of just yes. like constantly in gotta get them mode, you know? Yeah, I know. Big Scooby-Doo feeling from the underwater scene with yeah, the yeah. chipettes and like the shark going after them and they're in their scuba stuff. Yeah. But but the, I, I like that. Yeah. That was uh, a fun sequence of them being underwater. And then the the guy that they're trying to make the handoff to is uh, underwater. And he, like, does the harpoon at the doll. And we think he's the bad guy, but no. And he goes to swap stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, honestly, I feel like overall the Chipettes had more interesting adventures than the Chipmunks did. Oh, I think so. I I agree. I completely agree. Which, good, they deserve it. <laughs> and I I'll, I will say this. Um, I, I don't know if it's so much even, maybe we'll mention it in How's It Hold Up. But I did like that the the Chipettes had to rescue the Chipmunks. Yeah. That that was kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think the, the animation can definitely get really off model. But for the most part, it feels like it does it with purpose. Like, just squishing and stretching them for, for fun. Mm-hmm. dances and poses and stuff but there was a, a part during the sequence where they're singing get lucky to a bunch of snakes uh where Jeanette <laughs> is dancing with a, a snake and she's like kind of stretching and contorting and like you don't think too much of it because you're like yeah she's being a cartoon character right now but there is a, a particular pose where she like comes out and she's not really it doesn't feel like supposed to be stretched in that moment but she's like noticeably like stretched and taller than she normally looks yeah it's it's a little off-putting but it's fine there's like one small thing oh we also did catch since we're talking about animation uh when the girls were rescuing um the boys that they they had them they had them change clothes like for like they they had them revert back to their original clothes instead of the clothes they were in. Yeah, and they they had been in the clothes they got when they dealt with the Arabian prince and stuff. And that's basically what they are in for the rest of the movie. But there's one shot where they're trying to, to rescue the boys where they're like kind of obscured by the basket and stuff, but you can still tell that they're in their original clothes. And my guess is that that's just reused animation from an earlier scene. And they were like, it's close enough. People won't notice, right? Or they meant to go back over it and change the outfits, but just forgot. Like, yeah, it's just one short little shot. Relatively easy to miss, but Valerie caught it. Also, apparently the... uh Alvin and the chipmunks like to eat Honey Nut Cheerios. <laughs> Just specifically Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, you so. can see the box. So I guess that's a good get for the film. I yeah, know. hopefully they got some money from Honey Nut Cheerios, from Kellogg's. Is that who owns Honey Nut Cheerios? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So you talked about that animation issue. I think there was uh, an- another issue that I might have mentioned uh, where the girls, when swapping dolls, picked up their own dolls instead of the boy dolls. And so, yeah, that was kind of obscuring and also maybe kind of obscured how many towns they went to. At uh, one scene with the Alvin and the Chipmunks, we see them and we see their dolls. And they're not all... It's a mix of the boys and the girls, not just them having a bunch of girl dolls. Which, uh, again, like... uh, So, like, if they head back to, to Klaus and Claudia with a mix of dolls, does that mean that they... Like, to me, that seems like nobody would win, and they didn't hit all the spots. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's it's very... they. Yeah, I feel like the film probably could have done a better job keeping up with the dolls, at least to some degree. I guess you could argue to, that to an extent it doesn't matter by the end, but like... Yeah, maybe that. But yeah, because I think, if I understand right, with the way that it was set up, if... The girls were supposed to start with girl dolls, and when they switched out, they were supposed to deliver girl dolls and pick up boy dolls. They should come back with only boy dolls and vice versa. Right. Yeah. So they, I, I don't I, think they either of them finished those, their yeah. trip. Yeah, no. and they sh- they shouldn't have mixed that up because that did really make it confusing. 
And that was a fairly long scene where they where the girls kept switching out, dropping off a girl doll and picking up, you know, and getting a girl doll. So yeah, the the there's that montage scene that just has a a, a song playing. It's showing them in various locales, and it's not consistent with like the type of doll that they pick up versus get at all. What do you think a live action chipmunk movie would be like? Do you think it'd be? Do you think it'd be really good? Oh my gosh, it'd be so creepy. I mean, you have a mom, CG. Do you, mom, do you know Do you know that that exists? Oh my gosh. <laughs> not this movie specifically, oh, but there are, so I think, at least three, if not more, live action chipmunk movies with CG chipmunk characters. Oh I think they're small like chipmunks too, aren't they? I think they're like little. I think maybe. Uh, they're garbage. I haven't seen them. <laughs> I think I've seen part or all of the first, maybe. Oh. But Sorry. they're on the same level as all the other, like, Smurfs and all the other ones that's, like, live-action characters dealing with CG animated characters yeah. based on some franchise you remember from your childhood. But they were also very successful. So, <laughs> financially. Not critically. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, At least the whole world has not gone bad. No. As far as this particular <laughs> movie, I, d- I don't know. I mean, it's... For one, it already is dealing in so many stereotypes that a lot of that stuff has got to change, which does literally involve changing some major plot points in the latter half of the movie. Yeah, and the uh, even with the penguin part of it, like, is that also a CG penguin then? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I think, th- I think the fundamental thing of why this. This either wouldn't be adapted into live action or would be dramatically changed is that the reason that the live action CG hybrid movies exist is because they're cheap. You can mostly film live action and then just shove CG characters into it, which means that a lot of the actual action of the movie has to involve live action human characters. And this movie is very focused on the chipmunks and chipettes doing things. Yeah. And so like they were there would have to be a human along for the ride or something like there there's stuff that would have to be done to like change it pretty dramatically to fit the way that those movies at least are made and at this point those are the only sort of movies that they would make of them. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, I don't about know. like Sonic 2 with Knuckles like it's focused a lot on them. So I, you know, the- which like Sonic, like the first live action Sonic the Hedgehog does have a lot more stuff with the live action characters. Yes. And I think it's only with the success that they had and being able to inflate the budget a little bit that they were able to focus a bit more on the CG characters in the sequel. You still do have a lot of live action, and obviously, especially Jim Carrey is carrying a lot of stuff constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but the the rest of the human characters were quite minimized and basically like had their own localized like thing where it's just them and not the CG characters that you would cut to. Uh, Yeah, but like the chipmunks, I don't think that they're going to spend that amount of money because they're not going to be that successful. So like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I think, yeah, I just, I don't know what the appeal would be of doing this exact movie that way anymore. I think the, I think people have caught on to the fact that the around the world plots are pretty fraught with racial stereotypes in almost every iteration that we've seen because they're always done by white people. So I think you'd really have to like get some people of color writing it for it to be accepted largely nowadays to like have people not worried about that. Because otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like that stuff's not going to fly as easily anymore. And it shouldn't, to clarify. Right. No, I think this is best left where it is and not remade. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, th- I think it would be different if it were live action, which is always the case. Um, but I think this, being a movie that is so focused on the chipmunks and chipettes doing their thing, it made the wise choice being animation. So let's go on to sound design. Okay, hold on. Let's hold on. Well, no, I have some. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go on to sound design. I have some some music stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, right. So you asked. Yes. The music did come first when it comes to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Uh, Bagdazarian, 
uh, created the Chipmunk song in 1958. Who is the, that's the original Bagdasarian because the Bagdasarian Jr. in this one is his son. Yes, uh, that was revived in 1979. But I don't know if you realized that Bagdasarian Sr. wrote The Witch Doctor. Oh, And no. that the technique that he used with the chipmunks was the technique that he originally used in the Witch Doctor song. Oh, my gosh, no. So we had... Um, you grew up with that. You played that all the time. I yes, love Yes, I that. like that song. I it know, doesn't I know. hold up. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ms. Miller was humming that song, so that was, now I realize, a nice homage to his dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so an animated form, the chipmunks were first depicted in the Alvin show, and that was in 1961, so a few years after their uh, initial song. Uh, okay, that's that's mine. Yeah. Facts. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, what do we think of the songs in here? We've got uh, Ay 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 slash Quanto Lagusta. They sing a little bit at the same time, kind of feeds into each other. We have Off to See the World, which is the song playing during the montage of them going to places. We have The Girls of Rock and Roll, uh, which I don't think I need to explain where that one is. <laughs> uh, we have Getting Lucky, that they sing The Snakes. We have My Mother, sung to The Penguin. Wooly Bully, sung to The... Um, Alligators and everybody. Sung to the native stereotypes. Uh, and Diamond Dolls, uh, which is, is featured in the final part, which, which is in spoilers, so we won't say too much about that. But that's that's in the end, and then also the first song in the credits. They have Diamond Dolls and uh, Girls of Rock and Roll again in the credits. Uh, yeah, what do, we, what do we think of the songs in here? Um, I don't remember We're Off to See the World that much, actually. I think it's overshadowed by Diamond Dolls and Girls of Rock and Roll. Yeah. Which are very good. Those are kind of the two powerhouses of the, the movie. Uh, yeah. Diamond Dolls is is more of the time, it feels. Very 80s. 80s. Um, yeah. Girls of Rock and Roll has more of a kind of classic rock feel. Right. I don't know. The songs are good. Even if... Getting Lucky has a very Elvis feel. She even does an Elvis pose. Yes. Yes. Maybe not if you don't like just the high-pitched chipmunk voices. Yeah, yeah, you know. If if you can't deal with high-pitched chipmunk voices, you probably shouldn't be watching this movie. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah, your mom's like, wow, <laughs> dead stare. Yeah, 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 <laughs> literally. Uh, they were, I, I did, though, enjoy the songs. They, um, they were not... Oh, what I'm trying to say. Um, were not as annoying as I remember from some of them. I, I, I don't know. Most of them I enjoyed. Yeah, the the girls uh, of rock and roll segment in particular is so classic to me. Just them like dancing on these these Grecian places and pieces of art and and singing and just going crazy. Like Brittany and Alvin especially go so hard, just so unnecessarily. <laughs> yeah, You're, they're just worried that both of them are going to tumble out of their um, air balloons at the end. Just yeah good <laughs> yeah and and that's one of the scenes where they are performing but overall it's empty like there aren't other people there yes yes uh, except for the two people pursuing them and dave who was like are those my kids <laughs> right uh and he can't confirm <laughs> he cannot confirm because those men crash into him when they're knocked down yeah the first song that's whenever the, a lot of people show up uh, I, 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 and the other one. I, 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 Quanto Lagusta. Yeah. <sighs> I think. It's, it's, eh. yeah. And I think the, the animation pulls it down as well. There's some stuff that we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, then Off to See the World, like you said, is, is pretty forgettable because it's just in a montage and it's not, I don't think it's bad. It, I just don't remember it very well. Girls of Rock and Roll is iconic. Uh, getting Lucky is is also a scene that very much has stuck in my head over the years. So, I mean, it's certainly memorable, even if it's not one of my favorites. Um, my mother is very sweet. Yeah. I thought that was interesting as well. When it feels like they're talking, they're speaking from uh, their points of view. About a mother that we don't know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, we don't. Is your mother a lie? Fully. <laughs> Who takes care of you? And you're like, from what I can see, it's Ms. Miller. Yeah. But that's probably from the show. The research I saw, that's the only thing I've ever seen indicating that they, who they live with is Miss Miller, question mark. I think it's, I think it's one of the later, like, direct-to-DVD movies 
is is like where it's established. Yeah, is is like he calls like they they're call on the phone or something, and yeah, like there's an indication that they live with Miss Miller. Right, but that's not necessarily true here. Right. So like, what is their living situation? Right. So so yeah, that makes me curious. What is their mother situation? <laughs> because that's what the song's about. Yeah. Um, it could be very sad, is what we're saying. Exactly. Uh, Wooly Bully is just very hard to enjoy, given the context in which it plays. Uh, Diamond, and then Diamond Dolls is, is at the end in the spoiler section, and it's very 80s and fun. Like, it starts off kind of slow, but like, a minute into it, I'm like, heck yes, feeling this. Oh, I, I do want to uh, call out that uh, Randy Edelman was the composer, and I think he does a good job. Yeah. Uh, the music doesn't stand out to me like a whole, whole bunch, but especially in the beginning when it's opening credits and you're just hearing the music, it's it's very fun. Um, yeah, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after, How's It Hold Up? I have a lot of notes in this section. More notes than I typically have for this section. Um, it doesn't hold up well. So my first note is that there's all these regular looking buildings. And then there's one building in the middle of them that looks like a giant sombrero. What's up with that? Why is that that like that? Okay, yeah, when they're in their first drop off. It's it's yeah. relative it's relatively minor especially compared to what's coming, but it's like why? Why is it like that? Also, Theodore wants a banana from a monkey because he's fat. He want well, I mean He constantly wants food. This movie thinks that fat people are inherently funny because they always want food. Yeah, like that's his thing. He he the first place they go, he's trying to order food. The next place they go, he's trying to order food. He's yeah. always just constantly to order some food. And, yeah. And it's regionally appropriate question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I it's don't know. it's it just sucks. Um and Eleanor doesn't get as much of that, but fascinatingly, a plot point revolves around the audience assuming that Eleanor brought food because she's fat and so would obviously do that so that they can later be like, "Oh, surprise, it's the baby penguin." Like, it's not just Brittany that is assuming this. The audience is supposed to also assume that, of course, this fat ass just brought some food because she's fat. And that's bad. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, there's <sighs> Eleanor is so interesting to me in this movie because it's one of the few movies for children I can think of that, like, lets a fat little girl kind of just have her tummy out some and like have a sweet heartfelt song that she gets to sing and be like the the main singer of at first until the others come in uh but she is also still like she's fat so she likes food right and Brittany makes comments about oh you're you never want to share food and stuff like that like that's still an element, even if mostly Theodore gets that. And also, it's not good that Theodore's getting all that either. It's, no. That's basically Theodore's main characteristic in the movie, unfortunately. Yeah, and kind of tangentially related, in the first song, there's a party starting and the boys start to dance with women who are coming off of a cart. And then, uh, so Alvin gets to dance with somebody, Theodore gets to dance with somebody, and Simon goes up to the cart to be like, you know, hey, let's go. And then uh, this bigger woman, uh, comes out and you see Simon's eyes, like, his pupils go really small because she's gonna hop into his arms. And so, yeah, there's And she's dancing with him and holding him to her, and he just seems like he's having a terrible time. Yeah, I think that's actually literally when I wrote this movie thinks that fat people are funny. Yeah. I, th- I think that's when I actually wrote that note was that specific thing. Yeah. It just sucks. Um, then we, <laughs> then we have the whole Arabian prince wants to make the white girl one of his wives thing. Yeah. Which is wonderful. One of his many wives. One of his many wives. Uh, I think all of these quote unquote Arabian people, I don't think it gives us a better, like a country or anything. Uh, are voiced by like white people, Nancy Cartwright at least. Uh, but I, I think they're all voiced by white people, just do putting on an accent and just being as stereotypical. It's like I mean, it's Aladdin, but like l- even less humanity actually given to the characters. So 
It's nasty. Doesn't feel good. The girls sing Get Lucky to a bunch of snakes. And I just personally, I don't like that. I feel like you shouldn't have little girls sing I Want to Get Lucky with you to a snake that's like dancing close to her. It's just, I'm not super about it. And then, then we have, then I have, uh, the tribal stuff. Yeah. So the whole end plot with the chipmunks is that they're camping out in the, in the woods. Theodore gets stolen. So the other two go after him and come across a tribal village where Alvin then tries to talk to them like, me give them big um like just putting um at the end of everything because that's you know how you talk to native people uh and then they're a bunch of native people in like barely any garb who talk in literal gibberish provided by frank welker a white person yeah uh with like head like headdresses and bones and stuff like that like just they're they're um since it's the 80s, we've moved past the stereotype of tribal people being uh, blackface caricatures, but it's still just like caricatures of brown people, <laughs> caricatures of native brown people. So it's still but awful. Yeah. Um, and like the whole final plot thing is that they've Theodore is is their prince of plenty or whatever because he's fat. So they're feeding him a bunch of food. And then Simon who can understand their gibberish that is clearly not an intelligible language speech and can read their writing on walls and stuff is like, oh, actually, they're going to sacrifice the Prince of Plenty. So then they're all like held over a pit with a bunch of alligators below it. It's just it's just like every basically every stereotype for native people that you could get it could have and i feel like 1987 we're pretty much at the final point where it could be as egregious as it is um i think within the one once you start getting further into the 90s it's more and more people are like even this is too much isn't it huh but it's just it's bad and it's a big plot point it's like the final adventure for the chipmunks in particular they get saved by the chipettes the the native people are all just clowning while clowning around being silly fools while they're singing woolly bully and stuff it's just uncomfortable all of it sucks (laughs) i don't know you guys have anything to add to that uh, the of those they they have to of course the plot point of the native people have to sacrifice these people too. I just it's yeah. Ugh. Well, even too, why did they put the chipmunks in tribal outfits? I mean, I understand. I guess they to took get all the clothes. Food. Right. Well, I mean, they had offered a bunch of other clothes. So yeah, so I guess we assume. But why would they have clothes. dressed them up and especially in the necklaces? I don't think they would have done that because they people. wanted the chipmunks to be in those outfits for the final sequence because sure. all of the no, characters I'm... are in these other exactly these, to show that they've been traveling. I think that's honestly right. kind of the main. But I mean, reason. they wouldn't have. Yeah, they. Would. I think that's the main reason. Like that's why they had them do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's stupid. <laughs> Anything else? Let's go on to our spoiler alert. Skip to 57 minutes and 25 seconds. So once we're finally past the awful native stereotype stuff, um, the chipmunks and chipettes finally go back home to the airport, almost getting hit by, well, they, they bump into the wing of the plane that Dave's riding in on. Of course. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the Diamond Dolls is the final song that plays as they're like being chased through the airport by, uh, Claudia and Klaus. Um, there's a car chase and the song plays during that. And I was like, you know, car chases are just better with 80s drum beats. And yeah. I I hold by that. I think we need to go <laughs> yeah. back and just put that in all car chase scenes that and made in movies since the 80s. And then also the one of the, the main kind of reveal we get is that the two guys that were originally running after them are actually from Interpol. And so is Jamal. He's like the head of Interpol or whatever. And it's fascinating to me because it's like, 
it's sort of supposed to be like, oh, the guys you thought were bad guys are actually the good guys, except one of those guys did go after a doll instead of helping a little girl not be eaten by a shark. So, like, is that guy a good dude, though? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like... I'm not so sure that they're actually good guys, but uh, but yeah, they Jamal ends up uh, driving David to in a car chase to try to go after them or whatever. But ultimately, it's Miss Miller that saves the day by driving, driving the, wrong the wrong direction and almost getting people killed. <laughs> um, and then blaming the driver. Right, right. Uh, but the bad guys get arrested and then the kids are, are back with their... Awful, awful guardians, especially Miss Miller. Um, and the and the movie ends with um him yelling Alvin as Alvin's uh, talking about wanting his money. That's it. Yep. Anything else in the spoilers? Do you guys want to talk about any of the spoiler stuff? Uh, I guess it is uh nice that they at least kind of pause whenever Claudia's like, "We'll say hi to Miss Miller," and <laughs> Alvin has a moment of like. Should I let Miss Miller die? Yeah. And she's fine. <laughs> yeah, she was never in any danger, but the the kids didn't know that. All right, enough spoilers. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite scene in the movie? The whole... Uh, pretty much all the, the native caricature stuff. It's like, oh, which do I choose between with the Arabian stereotypes and the native stereotypes? They're both bad, but I'm I'm going to go with the characters that aren't even allowed to speak an intelligible language um, and are just, yes. just awful stereotypes. Going to go with all that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I guess I'll, I'll particularly say Wooly Bully, I guess, because they're just being buffoons and it's... Uh, it's not fun to to watch. What was your favorite scene in the movie? I'm gonna go. I gotta go with the pool scene and the the standoff between Klaus and Sophie. Uh, Sophie. Yeah, I think I have to agree. That was really funny. <laughs> That's. It's definitely the funniest bit in the movie, but I am going to go with Girls of Rock and Roll. That's fair. That's yeah, just yeah. like, that's iconic. That's yeah. what I think of when I think of this movie is that song and that sequence. So I'll, I'll go with that. But that scene with Klaus and Sophie is so funny. Who was your least favorite character in the movie? How obscure? Like, what's your cutoff? I mean, I, I'm not... I'm not really going to say the native people is a character. Like, it's like, sure, the tribal chief you could say is a character. I've talked about them enough, and I don't want to talk about them anymore. I'll say the Arabian prince so that I've fired shots at both of those <laughs> groups of awful caricatures. Yeah. I it's guess just like a little boy voiced by Nancy Cartwright laughing about having... A multiple brides just the most stereotypical dumb stuff and he's just giggling and laughing and i don't know i guess it's supposed to be funny that he's a little kid too shuffling around and in his big seat i don't know i'll go with that kid yeah sure i think i'm gonna go with the gold tooth and the gold earring guys that were chasing after them who was your favorite character in the movie and say character rather than like I can't a say the a trio. <laughs> Who's your favorite Chipette? Actually, no. Simon is actually pretty funny, though. Simon's pretty funny. I really love him being exasperated. He's like, please call this off. And he's <laughs> like, my guy, you know that's not going to happen. David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'll go with Simon. What's the little blonde girl that, that um, was singing to? Eleanor. Eleanor. I think Eleanor is my favorite. I'm glad you picked her so that I can go with Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a wreck. She's just... She's such a mess. She's such a mess. But like, I mean, I, I little kid me had crushes on all three of them. So, <laughs> you know, if I have to, if I have to, to rank them, it's probably... Brittany, Eleanor, Jeanette, but like they're all close together. So, what, and what if you throw the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks in that? They're below all the girls. <laughs> what do <are> you? <laughs> but then, sure, if I'm if I'm ranking them, then it's Simon, Alvin, Theodore. Okay, 
Mostly because Theodore has to be fat jokes all the yeah, time. He if you, really if get you, anything outside of if that. he got more than that, he gets like feeling some guilt about Miss Miller for like one scene. Yeah, and the very end, I guess a little bit, but that's not explored. Uh, but yeah, they're all below the girls, obviously. <laughs> the, the the girls rule, boys drool. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this movie was a musical. So, what was your least favorite song? I'll go with the first one. I, 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 I slash Quanto Lagusta. It's between that or Off to See the World for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with it. I'll go with that first one. I think I will too. I just think I might do Off to See the World because I just didn't. It's forgettable. It the, yeah, it was, yeah, it, it was the least memorable. What was your favorite song? I think I'm going to go with Diamond Dolls. Nice. Yeah, I think I It's I good. Like that one. It's very 80s. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's a tough choice. It's a good it's that. a good song to put a car chase to. Yeah, between that and Girls and Rock and Roll, but I'll, I'll go Diamond Dolls. I'm going to go with the mother song. Good. I just love it so much. It's and my mother. So. My mother. Yeah, so my mother. It's also a good one and so I will go with Girls of Rock and Roll. We've called out the three good songs. <laughs> Uh, getting lucky is fine, but I just like, those are the, th- my three favorites, definitely. So I'm glad we've all picked them. Who would Tim Curry be if he were in this movie? Um, Jamal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Cause he could basically, without getting the spoilers, he could serve the same purpose. Yeah. I think. I think so. Yeah. I agree. Agree. Yeah, because Klaus, I think, goes too well with he Claudia. Could do Klaus, he could but do like, Klaus, but yeah. I, I think I, Klaus I, is good as is. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. Oh, man. You gotta rate this thing. I don't think I can recommend it, just with some of the egregious stereotypes that are, are very much in there, not a blink and you'll miss it. It's a part of the plot. But... <sighs> What instances would I recommend it? I think I think you said it earlier. Like a, a good example, a good example or case of non a not Disney film having quality animation. So if you're interested in seeing that or, or following like particular animators that were in this film, I mean, I think it's it would be a good showcase of what they can do. I think story wise, they pretty well covered over any of the shortcuts they had to take with their lack of budget. So good on them for that. Assuming that you're even up for hearing like high pitched chipmunk songs, the songs are great. Uh, So can't recommend, but I still really like it. And I think even with the issues, I still have to give it at least I'm giving it a two. I'm still not going to recommend it. Just, (laughs) you know, And I think I'm going to give it a 1.75. I don't recommend it to children. Just don't have people who are impressionable watch it uh, just because of the stereotypes in there. They need to be old enough to like recognize the stuff that's wrong in it and and be able to call that out, you know. Um, But there's I, I I do still enjoy it. Um, and I definitely, I, I think it's worth watching for animation fans and stuff to, to see. I mean, I know they have some ex Disney people, but it is still not Disney animation. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's a silly little adventure movie that just has some awful stereotypes in it. And without that stuff, I'd probably give it a 3.5. But with that stuff, I'm going to give it a 2.5. So I recommend it in certain situations um but it has has a lot wrong with it unfortunately i i would love to be able to just go along with the dumb fun but there's stuff in there that definitely just pulls me out of it because it's gross thank you all very much for listening thank you thank you and please join me any wednesday at 7 p.m i am playing final fantasy 9 and these wonderful ladies join me in the chat and we're so friendly and we have fun we're so friendly <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> no babe we're so friendly <laughs> But I'm actually enjoying kind of just being small right now, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on on Twitch, Nanacritter, N-A-N-A-C-R-I-T-T-E-R. So come join us for a chill, fun time. 
And next time, we will be watching another 80s movie. Um, this one based on a franchise that literally just existed to sell toys. Yeah, it's another one in the vein of Transformers, a movie based on a property that's just stereotypical 80s in terms of trying to sell toys to children. Oh, joy. <laughs> uh, but it's one that I watched a decent amount as a child. Oh, I think I, I okay. think I had it on a, a VHS tape recorded. I don't think we bought it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's been a long time. It's probably not that great, but I'm very much looking forward to it. So join us then. Bye. Okay, bye. I love y'all. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening. Have Sonic, Sonic and, and Knuckles? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just have. <laughs> Please continue. I want to play my game. You can't today. Today at all? Mm-mm. Why not? Sorry. <laughs> the they, f- they stopped the game for today. What the f? <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much. <laughs>